0: First of all, would not worship amazing? You know, people, pe- we don't realize what leaders, teenagers are. They stand up here and they sing with all their heart and they raise their hands and then all of us are singing with all of our hearts and raising our hands and singing loud. And man, that was, that was awesome. Um, we were singing goodness of God and I just thought to myself, Michael, what, what man, isn't God good? Back here for the first time in two months... And, um, and you've, had, you've had quite a journey over the last two months, and I know probably every single person in this room has been praying for you and praying for you, Judy. And um, our God is faithful, and you are here today. And, man, we love you. All right. N- Enough with the gooey stuff. <laughs> so today, I'm going to start off with the five sermons that you don't want to hear, so this is not what I'm preaching today. So these are sermons that people come to church and and, and they're I don't want any part of that. Uh, the first one is on submission. Ladies are like, preach, amen. Don't want to hear that one. Um, number two, politics. Nobody wants to hear a sermon about politics. Nobody, I mean, they need to hear a sermon, <laughs> politicians, but, but. You don't want to hear a a sermon on politics, a sermon on the role of deacons, elders, leadership. I don't want to be fired, so I'm not going to preach that. End times. Now, I know some of you are like, no, I love it when somebody preaches on end times. No, you like it when someone preaches on end times when it's what you agree with. Someone else preaches a sermon and you're like, I don't believe that. Then you don't really like it. And then last, anything, anything to do with sex, sexual orientation, gender fluidity, uh, our world is a little crazy right now and, uh, and I, I certainly am not going to preach on that so I want to assure you today I am not preaching on any of those five subjects okay so it's not so bad what I'm fixing to talk about then because it's not those five alright it's none of those I'm going to talk about giving why are you laughing talk about giving. Now, I know, as soon as I said that, there is a group of you in here, and you're probably all over the place, and you're, you're rolling your eyes right now. And you're thinking, oh my gosh. Giving, tithing, money. They always talk about that. No, we don't. I promise. And, or you're thinking, that's my business. You're right. It is your business. And I'm about to get all up in it. <laughs> oh, Filipino (laughs) business so look disclaimer up front I know this is a delicate subject I know it's touchy I know right now some of you are already turning off and you're not going to listen to me I just want to ask you to do something just this once just listen just listen to what God has to say this is going to be a first for all of us because I've never preached on giving So, you and I are both about to find out what I'm going to say. Something interesting in the New Testament, though, Jesus actually talked about money more than he talked about heaven. Now, not to say that money is more important than heaven, but there obviously is an importance to it. At the end of the day, tithing is not about finances. It's not about money. So I just want you to listen with an open mind today, okay? And if you don't like it, sorry, I'm going to preach on it next week too. I just, I'm just telling you. Um, so just just, just listen with an open mind today. I want to start off before we read the scripture today with a prayer to ask God to open our hearts and be willing to hear uh, what what he has to say on this subject, okay? Heavenly Father, and what a blessing it is to be in your house today. What a blessing it was to sing your praises, to watch and to hear our students just pour their hearts out to you. Father, I pray today as we talk about this subject that is touchy, Lord, that everyone in this room, all of us, open our hearts, open our minds, Allow us to hear what you want us to hear. Let us be willing to step out in faith, to truly be obedient to you. Some of you that have heard this subject before probably already know where I'm going to go. So we're going to go to the last book of the Old Testament, Malachi, chapter 3. We're going to read verses 8 through 10. Malachi says, Will a mere mortal rob God? Yet you rob me. But you ask, how are we robbing you? In tithes? You are under a curse, your whole nation, because you are robbing me. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. So this week and next week, I'm going to ask and answer six questions on tithing okay the first one is what should a tither's attitude be i mean obviously good i think we know that but what should a tither's attitude be there were a lot of bad attitudes things that we we see in the book of malachi and i want to look at just a few of that a few of those um first of all the israelites doubted god's love and we see that just before in Malachi chapter one in verse two it says I have loved you says the Lord but you ask how have you loved us was not Esau Jacob's brother declares the Lord yet I have loved Jacob they doubted God's love they also were bored with serving God just a few verses later in verse 13 and you say, what a burden, and you sniff at it contemptuously, says the Lord Almighty. When you bring injured, lame, or diseased animals and offer them as sacrifices, should I accept them from your hands, says the Lord? The Israelites were bored with serving God, and so they began to get a little bit lazy, and they would bring unacceptable sacrifices to offer to God. They also doubted God's justice, and we see that in the next chapter in verse 17. You have wearied the Lord with your words. How have we wearied him, you ask? By saying all who do evil are good in the eyes of the Lord, and he is pleased with them. Or, where is the God of justice? Israelites didn't have a great attitude, and Malachi was addressing this. We need to have a good attitude in order to be a tithe. If our attitude is unhealthy, we see this in every aspect of our life. If you're having a bad day and you have a bad attitude, everyone around you is gonna know it. And it affects every single part of your life. I read this story. There was a small church in Virginia and they, they didn't have hardly any money and, and everybody that went there was, was very, very poor, except for one person. There was a, a banker who was wealthy, Uh, But was wealthy But he didn't want to give And he was very stingy And so he would always be sure to get here early So that he could sit on the back row And the reason he wanted to sit on the back row Is because during the closing prayer He wanted to make sure that he could get up and leave Before they would pass the offering plates Well one week He was following a car on the way to church And that car got in an accident And so it made him late to church so when he got to church the only place to sit was on the front row, next to the pastor so he comes in and he sits down well the pastor gets up and you would know it he's preaching on tithing well specifically they needed a new roof their roof was just a disaster at the church and so the pastor says who will give money so that we can get a new roof well about that time there was a, a A large uh, piece of wood that broke off and fell down And hit the banker in the head And the banker, he wasn't hurt too bad He was okay And he stood up and he said Pastor, I will give a thousand dollars A guy in the back stands up and says Hit him again, Lord (laughs) The Lord works in mysterious ways But that guy didn't have a good attitude He tried to always escape and get out because he didn't want to do it. There's a lot of great examples in the Old Testament about tithing. And the first one is in the early part of Genesis, and we see Abraham. Actually, he was called Abram at this time. His name had not been changed. He had just saved his nephew Lot from captivity. So he'd gone on this mission, come back, saved Lot and his family, and came back. And we pick it up in uh, Genesis chapter 14. In verse twenty, says this, and praise be to God most high who delivered your enemies into your head, hand. Then Abram gave him a tenth of everything, and then we see just a little bit later in Genesis chapter twenty-eight. This is Jacob, uh, chapter twenty-eight in in verse twenty-two, and this stone that I have set up as a pillar will be God's house, and of all that you give me. I will give you a tenth. These Old Testament men tithe to the Lord. We also should come every week, and not just, not just money. We should give God a tenth of everything, a tenth of our time, a tenth of our money. If you have ten kids, one of them. Some of you are like, I know exactly which one I'm going to give, too. Our lives should be an offering to him. Always. There's three things that we need to do, areas of our lives that that we need to examine that affect our attitudes. Number one, we should be saved. A relationship with Jesus changes our perspective. It doesn't mean everything's going to be perfect, but it changes our perspective when challenges come. We should be content have doubts, questions, things in your life, you need to do all you can to find peace about those things. And then third, we should be committed. We need to be committed to trusting and obeying God and following His Word. Those three things will help us to have a good attitude. So you say, how much should I tithe? You you, you say a tenth. But I make X amount of dollars if I give a tenth of that, that, that's a lot of money. There was a guy, he and a friend made a covenant with each other, not not just a a deal, but a covenant with each other that they would always tithe. Now, in the early days, it wasn't a big deal. The year that the man made $10,000, he tithed to his church $1,000 that year. The next year, he made $100,000, and he tied $10,000 to his church. And the next year, he worked in the financial world, and he had a great year, and he made $1 million. So he wrote a check for $100,000 to his church. Now, the other guy that he made the covenant with became a pastor. Some years later, the financial guy had a huge windfall of money, just lots of stocks. Lots of bonds, made a ton of money. He made $6 million. And he just couldn't stomach the thought of writing a $600,000 check to his church. And so he went to his friend, the pastor. And he says, I need you to pray that God will let me out of this covenant. I cannot write a check for $600,000 to my church. That, I, it's just too much money. I can't afford it. The pastor dropped to his niece and he began to pray. And the other guy was just looking at him, silent for about 30 seconds. And he finally says, what, what are you praying for? Are you asking God to let me out of the covenant? And he said, no. He said, I'm asking God to reduce your income back to where you feel comfortable tithing to the church. It's not about the amount. It's about the heart. See, the heart represents the whole. You know, we have a house of representatives in the United States. We have a house of representatives in the state of Texas. Each one of those represents a certain district. They represent the whole. If I tell Amanda, I love you with my whole heart, I'm not telling her I just love you with this little thing right here that beats. What I'm saying is I love you with all of me, with everything. So a tenth, the tithe, represents the whole. Proverbs explains this principle well. In Proverbs 3.9, it says, Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the firstfruits of all your crops. Meaning before anything else, before your bills, before your children, before your vacations, that we need to honor God Tithing is learned. I remember when I was younger, I used to spend the night with my grandparents who were sitting right back there, every single Saturday night when I was a kid. I kicked my grandmother out of the bedroom and I slept in the big king-size bed with my granddad and poor thing had to go sleep in the middle bedroom. I know, I'm terrible. But she, that's who she is. And I remember going over there um, Back then, we had envelopes that had our names printed on them. And I, I, so I had envelopes that had my name on it. And, you know, I was a kid. I didn't have any money. And they would always give me a little bit of money to stick in there. And then when I get to church, I would, I would give the, you know, my, my offer. So from an early age, I was taught that I needed to give to the church. We need to do it, be doing that with, with our kids, too. We need to be teaching them that it is good to give. It is good to be generous. Malachi was writing to the Israelites to instruct them of their responsibility because they had neglected it. Sometimes they were bringing unacceptable sacrifices. Sometimes they weren't bringing anything. And Malachi was saying, no, you need to bring your whole tithe to the storehouse. For some people, it's an easy lesson to learn. It's no problem. For others, it's a process. It doesn't require money though It just requires a willing heart And Paul Talks about that In 2nd Corinthians Chapter 8 Verse 12 He says for if the willingness is there The gift is acceptable according to what one has Not according To what one does not have Again Not about the amount It's about our heart So I would encourage you to start small maybe you're in a financial position right now where you literally cannot afford to tithe don't start at 10% if you don't give anything, give $5 skip that one Starbucks drink this week just give $5 just be willing to make a sacrifice should tithing be a priority there's two words in Malachi in chapter 3 verses 8 and 9 that emphasize the priority will a mere mortal rob God yet you rob me but you ask how are we robbing you in tithes and offerings you are under a curse your whole nation because you are robbing me rob strong words, those seem to emphasize the priority of tithing. In the Old Testament, in Leviticus chapter 27 and verse 30, a tithe of everything from the land, whether grain from the soil or fruit from the trees, belongs to the Lord. It is holy to the Lord. Holy means set apart is holy to the Lord set apart distinct untouchable whenever something is a priority it is protected and given commitment on February 12th of this year Super Bowl 57 Kansas City Chiefs 38 Philadelphia Eagles, thirty-five. Sorry, Chia. Facts are facts. We're all Mahomies in here. My, wa- my wife has a shirt that says, "What does it say?" Me and my Mahomies. Yeah. All good people love Patrick Mahomes, Chia. I'm praying for you, buddy. I told him before the service, I said, I apologize in advance for what's gonna happen in about 30 minutes. Um, Anyway, that that Super Bowl. Uh, Nielsen ratings estimates that 115.1 million people watched the Super Bowl this year. Most watched program in the history of television other than the landing on the moon. 115 million people made watching the Super Bowl priority they protected their time they set it aside, many of them threw parties, spent money on food and and had a great time laughing at the commercials and watching the football game but they set that time apart and 115.1 million people made it a priority that's what we need to do with Titan set that money apart make it a priority and be committed When you decide to tithe, you will protect it. You will protect that portion of money, and then you will be committed to the practice of tithing. So are we commanded to tithe? Yes. Is that why we should tithe? Ooh, look at y'all. No, you're right. Are we commanded? Yes. Is that the reason that we should do it? No. I mean, yes, but no. It's about our heart. It's not about a set of rules. God is not just a set of rules. God is a loving God. God wants us to give because we want to give, not because he told us to. It's not like we go tell our kid to clean their room. We're, as parents, I'm much happier if I come home and one of my children has done something all on their own than instead of me telling them to do it. That honors me more when they choose to do it on their own. Today, we're going to remember what Jesus did for us. We're going to take communion, the Lord's Supper today. We give to God because he gave to us first. He gave us his son. And through Jesus' blood, our sins are forgiven, washed away. God doesn't even see them. God gave us everything. He gave us Jesus. He gave us life. No matter how bad our life is, God is still blessing us. Sometimes we just miss it. Sometimes we just miss the blessings. I want us to remember today what he's done. That's why we should give to Him. It's not about a church who's asking for money. It's about a people who want to follow God and be obedient to Him and honor Him. Not because He asked us to do it, but because we love Him and we want to honor Him. And the local church is the storehouse. There's so many great ministries all around the nation that you can give to, but the local church is the storehouse. The local church is called the Bride of Christ. We'll look at three more questions next week and answer those. But if we're going to sing these songs and about the goodness of God and how he's always faithful and spirit, lead us where our trust is without borders, if you truly want to sing that, spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders, then you start to tithe. He'll do it. That is leading you where you're like, I don't know about this. I don't know about this. I want to encourage you to do something today before we take the Lord's Supper. On the way out the doors, there are giving boxes. Many of you put your tithes and your offerings in there today. If you are someone in this room, and maybe you haven't given to Journey Church before, or maybe you've never given to any church and you're new to Journey and you've been a part of other churches and you say, I I don't know if I can do this. I work hard for that money. I want to encourage you to have a willing heart. And before we take communion today, I want you to examine your heart and ask the Lord to help you to have a willing heart and give something. Just walk out, maybe it's five bucks, it is not about the amount, but be obedient, be willing, have a good attitude. I promise you, you'll be blessed. Next week, you're going to hear from some people in our church that gift our church about how God has blessed them through tithing. God tells us to testing him in it in Malachi. This is the thing that we can test him in. And he says, see if I will not pour out more blessings than you can hold. Thank you for giving your son, Jesus, to us. Thank you that Jesus poured out his blood on the cross for us. Thank you for showing us what it means to be a good giver by giving him to us. And Father, I pray this morning, all of us, that we would all examine this area of our lives, every one of us, even the people who give tremendous amounts of money to this church, we would all examine and ask you what you want us to do. Because we know that you will bless us in so many ways by being obedient to you. God, lead us where our trust is without borders. Let us walk on these these unfamiliar waters and be willing to give to your local church. Father, we thank you for what you've done. And as we take up the bread and we drink from the cup this morning, we are so thankful for the death of Jesus. We're so thankful that Jesus rose from that grave. In your precious, in your holy name we pray. Amen. As we about to sing this next song, Maybe people up here praying, if you need prayer, no one's going to think you're coming to pray about tithing. No one cares. We're all sinners saved by grace. No one's perfect in here. Spend just a moment. Maybe pray with a friend, a spouse, your family, and then you can take when you're ready and remember what he has done.
1: On a hill of Calvary, my Savior bled for me, my Jesus set me free. My sins are forgiven, my future is heaven, I praise God for what he's done. Say the name above all names, over every broken place. He is risen from the grave, what he's done, what he's done. All the glory and the honor to the Son, my sins are forgiven. future is heaven, I praise God for what he's done, now on a throne of majesty, the fathers will complete, he reigns in victory.